Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is another special edition. But before I go any further, it's the news. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> ah. Donnie uh, intro. Yeah, middle middle of the day. I'm just tired. Got to do some, got the honeydew list to get done before uh, uh, the old wife gets home uh, from work. But before I get to all that, I'm going to bring to you guys another list. Uh, we've been coming at you with uh, action movies or spy movies, heist movies, and not so Christmas movies or whatever the hell that one was. <laughs> but all right, we're going to do a little change up. Um, this is slashfilm.com. And this is the 14 greatest 80s romantic comedies. Uh, all right. Um, I've seen the cover picture one, and is, I don't like Julia Roberts, so there you go. If you're new to the show, I don't like her. <laughs> but I did like Aaron Brockovich. But, um. Let's get this list going. Ah, come on. This should be way, way down more. Wait a minute. It says 13. Oh, 14. Did I say 13 or 14? I don't remember. Well, anyway, number 14. Uh, this is a film that I love. Came out in 83, and I would probably put it in the top three of my personal favorite uh, romantic comedies. And this is Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage and was a Deborah Foreman's Valley Girl. There is a remake that came out like two years ago or something like that, which is garbage. Stay away from it. It's ugh, it's more of a musical, if anything, and uh, it was like the worst movie of. 2018 or whenever that one came out, but oh my god, that one was terrible. But this one, the 1983 one, uh, this is a film that I've watched over and over and over. VHS, DVD, finally Blu-ray, and um, I know this movie front to back. I have the soundtrack on my phone, and I listen to the soundtrack like all the time. And this is just one of those ones. Um, that I could almost almost relate to, but not really. I mean, I wasn't a Hollywood punk, but were they really Hollywood punk rockers? No, <laughs> but uh, Valley Girl, did you see this one? I did, but it's been a long time since uh, I had a watch. Hello? Yeah, I did, but it's been a long time since oh, I had I a watch. Oh, okay. I thought you uh, went out. <laughs> but, um, did I make uh, Jade watch this one? No, no. I thought I'd, oh, I made her watch um, some, some, some kind of wonderful. But, right. And anyway, Valley Girl, uh, uh, amazing film, story of uh, a boy. Uh, from the Holly, from Hollywood, and then we got uh, the, the Valley Girl that was from over the hill into the valley, and uh, they kind of really went for it with the with the Valley Girl talk, 
but only in the beginning because then later it's like they just didn't even talk that way. But um, but it, it didn't take anything away from the movie. It, it was a good it was a good movie. I mean, she falls in love with a guy from the other side. He falls in love with a girl from the valley. Uh, not so much his friends cared because that's why I can relate to that. Like my my friends didn't care who I was seeing, but her being from the valley and her friends like ah you can't go out with him. He's just a stranger from over there, and you gotta stick with the guys over here. And and that it falls into that little love uh, debacle. But it's an awesome film. I, I really love it. If you haven't seen Valley Girl, uh, I highly recommend it. It was streaming. Excuse me, the original one. Well, I'm sure I know the other one is as well. But but watch the 83 version. And if you feel like watching that that other one, I mean, I say no. But, uh, yeah, check it out. All right. This is a film. We kind of talked about this one a while ago. And uh, this is uh, streaming on Disney+. Plus. I know that. And this is coming in at number 13. And this is Academy Award winner. Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah in Ron Howard's Splash. Oh, yeah. I love this film. It's hilarious. John Candy is amazing. Um, Eugene Levy is awesome. Uh, Tom Hanks, funny. Um, Daryl Hannah, beautiful. Did this come out before or after Blade Runner, the original? Uh, after, I think. Okay. Yeah, Blade Runner was eighty two, so Yeah. Splash was eighty four. All right. All right. Well, I must have not been really paying attention to Daryl Hannah and Blade Runner, but I did love her in that. But this one, uh, as Madison, Tom Hanks looking for love, finds a girl of his dreams and then finds out she's a mermaid, and then all the chaos from there. But this movie is hilarious. This is one of those ones I can throw on. Uh, just for background stuff, but I just remember laughing uh, the very first time I'd seen this. I didn't see this one until, no, I saw this at the drive-in. Uh, I can picture it at the drive-in, so I must have saw it at the drive-in. But anyway, um, did you see this one when it first came out? Uh, not in the theaters, but I did. This is definitely one of the VHS classics of the 80s. Uh Brings me back to the Bay Area and Point Richmond. Uh, wasn't too long ago that uh, I revisited uh, Point Richmond. It was just funny to remember uh, how we had uh, not one, but two different places you could rent uh, VHS in our small little tiny town in the town square. There were two different places you could rent VHS. And uh, this is like one of those like, you would rent things like multiple times back then. And this is like one of them. It was like, Oh yeah, let's just rent, let's just rent splash again. So, uh, it was definitely like a go-to back then for VHS rentals. <laughs> I want to say this was the kickoff for, um, uh, Tom Hanks movies. Um, uh, he he was acting already. I mean, Bosom Buddies and small things like that. But um, as far as movies, Bachelor Party was first? Hmm, I thought Splash and then Bachelor Party. All right. Well, I know I saw Splash first, and then I saw Bachelor Party after that. 
But anyway, um, early, early uh, in his film career, his very first film, he was only in it for like a second or two, and that was He Knows You're Alone. That was a slasher, uh, 80s slasher film. And then he... When did Bachelor Party come out? I, I'm pretty sure I thought Splash came out before this one. Bachelor Party was June 29th. Uh, and Splash was... Uh, March. Well, all right. Splash came out first. I knew it. I think they just don't have it in order on here. But um, I, w- I would say be safe to say this was the kickoff of, of his movie career because then after that, it would just, just boom, 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 movie after movie. And were they big, giant hits? Not really, but they were still big movies uh, with Tom Hanks in it. Because he went uh, Splash, Bachelor Party, The Man with One Red Shoe. That's one that I love, but that was I think that was one of the ones that people didn't really care for. Uh, Volunteers was funny. Money Pit, Nothing in Common, then Dragnet, and then Big, which just, I think he got nominated for Academy Award for that. And then Punchline, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, and uh, everything else from here on. And then you guys know Tom Hanks, and then the Academy Award stuff started. But... Um, this film is hilarious. Uh, I love it every time uh, I watch it. This is one of those ones that never gets never gets tired tiring. So uh, I love this one. So yeah, thirteen is splash. On to number twelve. I have not seen this one. Oh, excuse me, in a really long time. Um, this is one of the films by Robert Zemeckis, and I didn't really care for the second one, Roman- uh, Jewel of the Nile. But uh, Romancing the Stone was awesome. I have not seen it in a really long time. I think it's streaming somewhere, so I'll have to definitely check it out. But this is um, uh, Academy Award winner uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. uh, Frank, a.k.a. Danny DeVito, a.k.a. The Penguin. Um, Who else was in this? I think they were the main the main three, but this one was was awesome. Uh, Kathleen Turner just being uh, a writer, she kind of gets pulled in pulled into this little uh, oh the um, Jack or oh, Jack was his name uh, Michael Douglas. His character's name was Jack. He was uh, looking in, and he falls into finding uh, some jewel. That everyone's looking for. Danny DeVito's trying to get the jewel as well, and some bad guys are coming along and trying to kill them. So it just turns into like more of like an adventure, romantic comedy. But I love this film. When was the last time you seen this one? Yeah, a long time for me. But yeah, it just totally was one of those that uh, kind of you played on repeat way back. Uh, when it came out, much like Splash for me, this was like one of those that was always in rotation constantly. So, yeah, uh, definitely one I wouldn't mind revisiting just because, you know, I love a good uh, action adventure. Sure, it's, you know, romance, of course, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay, there was, all right. Uh, a mousy romance novelist uh, sets off for Columbia to ransom her kidnapped sister who soon finds herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure hunting for treasure with a mercenary rogue. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, I forgot about that. That was the reason why she went down to Columbia because her sister uh, right. got kidnapped and and then all hell broke loose from there. But yeah, I oh it's streaming on HBO Max. I guess I'll just check it out there because I have not seen this in a really long time. But yeah. I remember oh. uh, I didn't see it until it hit like HBO or something. So uh, I loved it. I of course this is after. Raiders of the Lost Ark. So you, everyone was ah deep into adventure type of films in this one. Uh, I would say it was an adventure. There was a lot of action scenes and fighting in it, and of course the romantic stuff, and then the, the comedy as well. But yeah, I have to definitely check this one out again. Jewel of the Nile. Hmm, I seen. I saw that one in the theater, and I was excited for it. But then it wasn't as good as the first one. All right. Excuse me, everyone. I don't know why I'm so tired. I ain't done nothing in the last three days. I've been off, so I guess, <laughs> I guess that's why I'm tired. Uh, 11. This would probably be in my top five of ro- ro- romantic comedies, and this is uh, the late and great John Hughes. Um, his film, 16 Candles, uh, stars, um, the, I still love her today, uh, Molly Ringwald, um, and also uh, Mike... Anthony Michael Hall, um, whatever the hell Jake's name was. I mean, I don't know really what happened to Jake. He kind of just, I I wouldn't say he disappeared, but I I just don't remember seeing him in anything else. I saw him in, I think it was Mermaids, that one with Winona Ryder, but uh, Michael Sharon Effling, I think that's his name. I don't know. But um, yeah, Molly Ringwell, Michael Anthony Hall, Justin Henry, a uh, Haviland Morris, uh, Long Duck Dong, uh, Gabby Wadaby, uh, Paul Dooley, and a bunch of other people. And what the hell? Uh, Max uh, Showalter. He, he was probably one of my favorite characters in this. He was hilarious. And there was a lot of people in this, man. You had Joan Cusack, you had John Cusack in it. And uh, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, the beautiful Jamie Gertz, and just many, many more uh, people were in this. This was written and directed by John Hughes, probably my favorite John Hughes film out of everything he had done in the 80s. But um, did you see this one in the theater? No, not in the theater. Um, Honestly, going back to the 80s... um my theatrical visits were very limited, especially the years I was living um, in Point Richmond. I think the only time we ever got out to the theater was on a trip to uh, Berkeley or um, what's that uh, road that runs up through uh, Albany. At the top of the Albany Hill, there was a theater, I remember, but... Uh, it definitely limited uh, the amount of times I got out to the theater, uh, especially once VHS came around. It seemed like that was the the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, there was two theaters on Albany. One at the very bottom, close to San Pablo. And one Pablo. at the bottom and then one at the top. Yeah, and oh, the Oaks was the one way up at the top. Right. Uh, the one at the bottom was more artsy-fartsy type yep. of films. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I rarely went there. <laughs> I've never been to that one. Um, yeah. I think they reopened it again. Might have to go just see an artsy fartsy movie to say I've been in there. But I know right. the, Oak, the Oaks is closed. And um, I want to say the last movie I remember seeing there was Batman Returns. 
you know, I remember me and my brothers went there. Now it's whenever that was in the nineties, but right. Yeah. Um, the, one of the first ones I remember, um, obviously cause it was such a big impression and I'll always remember, um, one of the, it's funny. One of my biggest memories of watching Star Wars, it goes back to my first memory watching uh, Return of the Jedi in the theater. Is uh, my mom like chanting on, like telling me, like, "Come on, Darth, help him, help him out." I t- I'll always that's like one of my first ever movie memories. And uh, we saw Return of the Jedi that was up uh, near Cal uh, Theater up there in Berkeley. Uh, there's like three. You got Shattuck, you got UA. I'm pretty sure it was Shattuck. Uh, California, and my mom would remember for sure. But there was yeah, U- what that was. Uh, that was '83, so I was four, and I. But I remember. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of theaters over there that are still there, so that's cool. Right, right, right. But. 16, anyway. 16 Candles, uh, amazing film. I love it. Um, just uh, your regular uh, growing up, uh, a girl's sweet 16th birthday becomes anything but special as she suffers from every embarrassment, embarrassment uh, possible. And uh, this this movie is hilarious. This movie is one of those ones that you can quote uh, all kinds of things. And... Um, different times, boys and girls, for you younger listeners. There is racial stuff in the film. <laughs> um, it, it it's it's still funny to me, but I know that 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 it is wrong. Uh, for how they were the really stereotypical one they had was Long Duck Dong, his character, and the stuff he was saying. Oh my god. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm not laughing as in, yeah, I'm, I'm racist and, and I love racist jokes and everything. But no, I mean, could they? Yeah, they could remake this film today. But I think they would have to take out uh, some of the some of the language, um, just dealing with the the, the racial things, because some people uh, will take it differently. I mean, the one that, that that made me laugh. The, the I mean, I still laugh at it today, and I know it's wrong. Um, is when uh, they're going to. It's towards the end of the film. They are going to uh, Samantha's sister's wedding, and they're all driving. Um, Long Duck Dong was a uh, a foster uh, kid that uh, Sam's uh, grandparents were uh, taking care of. And uh, he had went partying all night and then they were looking for him, but they didn't know where he was because they did call the police. But as they're backing out of the driveway, we see Long Duck Dong passed out uh, on the on the on the lawn. And um, one of uh, Samantha's grandfather goes, hey, Howard, there's your Chinaman. And I, <laughs> I was like, damn, I mean, I didn't. I guess I knew it was wrong then, but. 80 movies in the 80s, man, they throw racial things out left and right. Um, and like it was nothing. And, and there's, they, no, they don't do that today uh, with movies. But I mean, there's some other choice things in this uh, that I think they couldn't say today. Um, other, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I mean, there was more. But this movie is hilarious. I mean, minus the racial things, but 
Um, there was uh, boobs in it. I remember that. And this is different. This was before, I would say, before um, PG-13. Because what year did this come out? What did I say? 80. God dang it. 84. So when did uh, Red Dawn come out? Because Red Dawn was the very first film that was um, PG-13. Because I remember seeing that and going, what the hell is this? Uh, I guess Red Dawn came out in 84 as well. But um, I assume 16 Candles came out before that one. But yeah, Red Dawn was the first um, PG-13 film because we didn't know what the hell that meant when we went and saw it, but they, they still let us in. But anyway, 16 Candles coming in at number 11, and I love this film. All right, number 10. This is one I had seen once, and I do not remember it at all. And this is uh, Something Wild um, with Melanie Griffith and... Um, what the heck's his name? He was in Dumb and Dumber, not uh, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Let me see. What is this one? Uh, a free-spirited woman kidnaps a yuppie for a weekend of adventure, but the fun quickly takes dangerous turn when her ex-convict husband shows up. Uh, have you seen this one? It's on Amazon Prime for those of you that have and want to watch it again. Wait, which one? Something wild. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I never seen it. Jeff Daniels, Melanie Griffith, Ray Liotta, um, Margaret Collin, Tracy Walter, a bunch of other people in it. No, oh, John Waters is in this. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I never saw this one. I was never really that big of a fan of Melanie Griffith, so probably why I didn't see it. But, uh Sounds funny, and when as I'm looking at the cast, there's all kinds of people in it. And I, it's on Prime, so why not? But all right, yeah, I can't talk about that. Everyone, I I don't remember it. I never saw it, so ah, this one. This is a film that I just recently recently seen within the last five six years, and uh, I never saw it, and people were shocked. You see everything, and you never seen this film. I'm like, nah. Never saw it, so ended up borrowing it from someone, uh, and we watched it. Uh, but this one's coming in at number nine, and this is the 1987 classic, Dirty Dancing. Uh, did you see this one? No, I didn't. Never? <laughs> Not what? <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> Spending the summer uh, at the Catskills Resort with her family, Francis Baby Horseman Hausman falls in love with the camp's dancer instructor, Johnny Castle. Uh, the stars, the late and great Patrick Swayze, uh, the beautiful Jennifer Grey, Jerry Orbach, uh, Cynthia Rhodes, uh, Kelly Bishop, Jane Buckler, Jack Winston, and a bunch of other people. Um, this was directed by Emil Ardolino. I just never, I, it just didn't. I remember seeing the trailers and everything and I'm like, what the hell is this? I may have no desire uh, to see this. So I just never saw it until like recently. 
and uh, watching it just the one time. This movie is awesome. <laughs> I love this movie. Now, I love the story. I love the music. I love the dancing. I bought the steel book that came out at Target not too long ago. Wow. And uh, yeah, this movie is really good. The thing that I remember for it, the summer of 1988, I went to summer camp and uh, we had a dance song, I think like the second to the last night or whatever. And the soundtrack was big back then. And everyone wanted to hear those songs that were on there that. uh, It was a do you love me? Do you love me? That song was a hit. And it, well, they brought it back, and then there was that one uh, song with um, what the heck was it? Uh, is it hung? No, it's not. Oh yeah, hungry eyes was a hit. Hungry eyes. If you guys remember that one, you can't escape the songs. That's for sure. Yeah, and what was the the the, the big one? Um. The Righteous Brother guys sang it, and uh, I know Patrick Swayze had a song on here. Um, it was the song that they were dancing to. Um, I'm sure somebody's screaming it out. Um, let me see if I can find it. On it's not. It's gonna bug me until I see it or hear it. Um. The heck was it? What was the song? I guess. Oh, time of your life. That was it. Uh, oh, right. That was yeah. that was the main song. All right. Um, I was watching something. Oh, oh no! It was when I was watching it. Um, and they were playing uh the the songs like uh, Hungry Eyes and and Time of Your Life, and those were the songs he uh they were dancing to. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, the, the the film was supposed to be set in, what, the 50s, I would say? Um, let me see. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to find out when the song came out. Um, not the Pitbull song. Um <laughs> that popped up not that not that I hate that song Um, what the hell happened the film took place in what was it it was 1963 alright summer of 1963 I think I said that but I, as I was watching the film and I was listening to these hits and then it came to me. I started looking up when these new songs were written in, in the 80s. And I was like, is this a time traveling movie? <laughs> and my neighbor was like, what? I said, these songs were written in the 80s and they're, they're supposed to be, this is supposed to be taking place in 1963. I said, what did he do? Uh, did he travel in time to, to, to get those songs then take them back to 1963 so they can dance to it? <laughs> uh, Renee was looking at me like, what? <laughs> uh, shout out to our boys at the Horror Returns. We did, uh, it was like listener's uh, choice 
and I brought this up saying, did you guys know that Dirty Dancing was a sci-fi time traveling movie? And they were like, what? <laughs> and that whole spiel I just said, that's what I said, and everyone was laughing. So, yeah, look up Dirty Dancing time traveling movie and uh, <laughs> read it. But um, I did look that up, and someone did write something up on it because I was like, wait, wait a minute. These songs are brand new, but besides that <laughs> that's besides the point uh the movie was really good i i love this movie uh, i loved it so much like i just said i went and bought <laughs> i actually wow. bought, I bought the regular uh blu-ray and then target kicked me in the face with the steelbook so i had to get it so um i love this film all right moving on yeah like i said for me um it's shocking because it's like obviously a classic, but for me, I've only, I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. Like, it's just like you see clips here and there and that's always ever been it for me, which is crazy. Uh, uh, I think even like Jade's seen it, obviously she's seen the, the, they did the remake and like um, a sequel, I think, to the remake, like Havana, Havana Nights or something like that. And, uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Jade knows all the, that stuff. But uh, for me, it's just one of those weird things. Like, not that I'm obviously I'm not like against or anything, but it's just one of those things that like has slipped by life. I'm like, I never uh, seeked it out or threw it on streaming even or anything like that, you know. <laughs> well, check it out next time uh, she's around. Hey, at, text her, ask her, say, "Hey, did you know uh, Dirty Dancing was a a time traveling movie?" See what she says. I feel, I feel <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All, right. All right, moving on to number eight. This is one I do not own, but I love this film. This is uh, the Princess Bride. Um, oh, super classic. Uh, yeah, super classic. A bunch of quotable things in it, and. Uh, it's hilarious. I don't think Renee has ever seen it. Whoa, uh, insane! And I don't think I have it. That's yeah, it's so big time. Like yeah, yeah that's a, it's like a near must see. Uh, Carrie El- Elwes, I think that's you say his name. Uh, Mandy Patinkin, Robin Wright, Chris Sarandon. Uh, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, the great, the late and great Andre the Giant, uh, Fred Savage, young Fred Savage is in this, uh, Peter oh, Falk, uh, oh. Carol Kane, Billy Crystal, and the list goes on and on to who's in this film. Directed by Rob Reiner, and this movie is hilarious. While homesick in oh. bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in the quest uh, to be reunited with his true love. Yeah, uh, this was a really, really young uh, Robin Wright. Um, but yeah, this this movie is hilarious. Uh, I, I loved uh, what was going on. And uh, uh, I think that the, the, the biggest quotable line that everybody says, if, if for, for some reason, if you got a stick, a sword, anything, a bat in your hand, you go, hello, my name is... Uh, was it Ingo Montoya? Ingo Montoya, you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> I want to say they they uh, 
uh, Puss in Boots. That it always reminds me <laughs> when every time sure. I see Puss in Boots, I'm waiting for him to say that line. And uh, it's got nothing to do with Princess Bride, but uh, I just love uh, the, the character Puss in Boots. But this movie is awesome. I mean, if you guys have not seen this, uh, this is one definitely uh, worth checking out. It's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, there should be no excuse. I guess I might as well watch it with Renee uh, next time. Yeah, got it. You got it. Oh, yeah. Instant classic. So good. Um, this is one that uh, I should have not skipped getting the pops for. Uh, the only one I got was because uh, it was a con exclusive was uh, Andre the Giant. Fessick. <laughs> that's the only one you have? Yep. That's the only one I have. Oh, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen that film, definitely uh, check it out. And if you have if you have Hulu, it's on there. So uh, coming in at number eight, and that's The Princess Bride. All right, moving on to number seven. Uh, my favorite all time favorite uh, Eddie Murphy movie, and this is uh, the 1988 um, Golden Child. No, Ugh, I hate that movie. <laughs> I know, I know you're not a fan. That's why. Um, what the <laughs> hell's his name? He, he did. He directed uh, um, American Werewolf in London, Animal House. Uh, uh, he uh, he didn't direct the new Coming to America. I think he produced it. Uh, John Landis. Uh, oh no, wait, did he direct uh, Coming to America too? Which was no, Craig uh, Brewer directed that one, but I think he was one of the producers. But coming to America, oh, oh my God, this one is just a true, true timeless classic and super classic. We saw this one uh, when it came out, and I actually saw it in the, during the summer a few times. I mean, this was one of the movies me and my uh, my brother Daryl, right after me, we went to the movies and we saw this. Uh, Short Circuit 2, License to Drive, Deadpool, and something else. But we went to the Century Theater by the Coliseum and just movie hopped all over. Oh, we I think we went to see Pee-wee's Big, big uh, not Big Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee. We went and saw that, and then we just started hopping all over the place and watching movies. And when we went and seen uh, this one, it, I just remember him sitting there and laughing. <laughs> An extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes undercover to find a wife that can that he can respect for her intelligence and strong. Well, okay, whatever. Yeah, Prince Hakeem just went to New York uh, to sort his royal oats and uh, find his bride, and they ended up in uh, Queens, New York. And then it just the, the the chaos and the comedy from there. I mean, there's so many people in this. Eddie Murphy. Um, Arsenio Hall, uh, James Earl Jones, uh, Maggie Sinclair, uh, Sheila Johnson, um, Paul Bates, um, uh, Body by Jake, Jake Stanfield, he's in it. Young Cuba Gooden Jr. is only in it for like a second. Doesn't have no lines in it. Uh, Clint Smith, he's in it. Uh, Frankie Faison, he's in it. Uncle Ray Murphy and a bunch of other people that are in this. And uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall played multiple roles roles in his. Oh, John Amos is always in this in this as well. And 
This movie is awesome. I, I love it. I mean, I I've watched this movie over and over and over again. I didn't realize how many f bombs were in it until I was sitting there watching it at home, and my mom came in and got mad. Can you change this to saying too many bad words? I was like, <laughs> Mom, come on! But I love this film. Yeah, you know uh, how much I love this. It's my current uh, pair of shoes in rotation. The uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, Nikes. He dropped a pair of. Uh, coming to america themed shoes they look like uh they got the mcdowell's uh theme on the uh the top the tongue and it says coming to america so um yeah huge fan and uh huge fan of the film uh it's one of those that it's like it, it it speaks to like the different time of the 80s and like being able to like rent something like this as a youngster and like places like kind of letting you get away with that. And if your folks let you watch it, you know, then you're good to go pretty much with anything. And like, for me, I had coming to America in the rotation and, um, uh, predator and, um, you know, all this stuff, you RoboCop, this stuff, you look back and you're like, wow, like, I can't believe I like got to watch that, especially as young as I was at the time, you know? <laughs> it was 88 so what was i 17 when i know yeah 17 i think when i saw this yeah so i was nine <laughs> but this movie is hilarious i mean all kinds of funny lines in this i mean my, my favorite one that everyone always quotes is when he's um when they finally get their apartment he's standing out on the fire escape good morning my neighbors <laughs> and somebody goes hey Hey, fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> or that whole, um, what's his name? Um, uh, was it Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate? <laughs> yes. So good. So good. Oh, and then, of course, everything in the barbershop scene, you know, is uh, Mama name him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> everything that it's in that and then just even like the way like god james earl jones plays like the royalty so well like when he arrives like it's just so epic like when the, like the rose petals that they throw just like top to bottom like the film is like near perfect <laughs> speaking of rose petals i like when they come into um Mighty Sharp, the the barber, those the pedal Oh, girls. yeah, you're going to clean all this up. <laughs> <laughs> they leave going, hey, you're going to clean all this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff in there is is hilarious. I mean, this is one of those ones I can watch over and over and over and, and never Same. get tired of it. So, yep. yeah, coming in at number seven is Coming to America. Yep, higher uh, for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this a romantic? I guess it is. There was some romantic stuff in it, but it wasn't the main story in this but uh, we talked about it a second ago uh this is coming in six uh another tom hanks film big um oh, yeah. yeah he kind of fell in, well i don't think he fell in love with her she more fell in love with him but he just because he was what he was a 12 year old boy that wished to be big uh, looking at a zoltar uh to oh. made a wish at the zoltar machine and, and all that so i got that pop <laughs> but, yeah, this movie is hilarious. This is another one I I can watch over and over as well. 
Um, who who was uh, the chick that was in it? I, I can see her face, but I, I can't remember her name. Uh, this was directed by Penny Marshall, um, Laverne DeFazio, uh, rest in peace. Uh, Tom Hanks, yeah, Elizabeth Perkins, Robert Lunga, John Hurd, rest in peace. Um, who else was? Oh, John Lovis was in it for a little bit. Um, his mom, Mrs. Baskin, Mercedes uh, Ruhai, and a bunch of other people that are in this. But this this movie was awesome. I, I loved it. This this me and my cousin took me to see this film. And we saw it in the second theater upstairs in Grand Lake uh, in Oakland. And it was the scene when Tom Hanks got to that little shady uh, little motel or hotel in uh, in Manhattan when his buddy dropped him off. And he was all scared. Right during that scene, an earthquake hit. And oh, wow. The, the whole theater shook. And I remember, like, people jumped up screaming and ran out. I kind of stood up and my cousin just just sit down. So I sat there and there shook for a few seconds and then it stopped. But all those people that ran out never came back. <laughs> so what, oh, wow. okay. um, I was scared for a little bit, but then uh, we just ended up finished watching the movie. The movie of the power, nothing, nothing went out. But uh, I did. I, every time I watch this film, when it gets to that scene, I remember being scared what? because it, it just started shaking. <laughs> so, but uh big what did i say now after wishing uh to be big uh may or after wishing to be made big a teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult yeah so what happened to that kid um david moscow he played young josh let's see what else he has done um looks like he's uh He's done a lot. TV, movies I never heard of. <laughs> but uh, all right, he can continue to act. So uh directed one thing. He was a producer for some other things. So cool. Right on, he kept on going. But yeah, big, awesome film. If you guys haven't seen that, uh if you have stars, it's on there. And that was number six. On yep. to number five. I've never seen this film and had no desire to see it, only because Julia Roberts was in it. And this is Mystic Pizza. Have oh, yeah. Have you seen this one? It's funny. It's as crazy as it is. I have seen that, yet not seen Dirty Dancing. Like, how crazy is that? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I've seen <laughs> Mystic Pizza. You know what might come to your mind? Uh, you know the uh, Ron Swanson quote? Yeah. Which one? The, about Mystic Pizza. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, he so said, many quotes. He, they, uh, he said somebody says something about Julia Roberts, and he says, "Is that the uh, toothy girl from Mystic Pizza?" Oh, <laughs> I now remember that. Never saw the movie. So, <laughs> um, oh, where was I? oh three teenage girls come to age while working at a pizza parlor in Connecticut town of Mystic. Yep. <sighs> okay. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Uh, Oh, it's got her in it and her and him. Oh, man, I might have to find seek this one out. Uh, whatever, whatever's Pluto TV, it's on there. But um, Annabeth Gish. That's that free, but with commercials. So it's it'll be filled with ads. Well, it's free, you know, though. I'll find out where it is. 
And no ads. But anyway, uh, Annabeth uh, Gish, I love her. Uh, Academy Award winner Julia Roberts, the girl with the teeth. Uh, the beautiful <laughs> Lily Taylor, I love her. Um, Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio. Whoa. Uh, uh, William R. Moss, I believe. Adam Stoke. Um, uh, Matt Damon, he's in this. Whoa. Yeah, directed by Donald Petrie, I think that is. Uh, all right, it's got two girls in it that I like in Kingpin. So, uh, Julia Roberts. Ah, all right, everyone, I'll have to find that one and uh, let yeah. you guys know what I thought about it. Because, I, yeah, I know nothing of it. Uh, I just knew she was in it and had no, no desire to see it. But that was number five, yeah. Mystic Pizza. All right, this, this is another <laughs> film coming in at number four. I only seen once. Uh, only because uh, Harrison Ford was in it, and I believe uh, what's her name, um, Joan Cusack. That was the only re- the only reason that I seen it, but I do not remember any of this. And this is Working Girl. Uh, when a secretary's idea is stolen by her boss, she seizes an opportunity to steal it back by pretending she is her own her own ah, pretending she has her boss job. Okay. Um I don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> Did you see this one? Yeah, I remember it from back then, but uh, I barely remember it too. I probably saw it, but I do not remember it at all. Ah, uh, okay. Melanie Griffith, Harrison Ford, Sigourney Weaver, Alec Baldwin, Joan Cusack, Philip Bosco, Nora Dunn. She's in it. Oh, cool. Oliver Platt, uh Kevin Spacey. Uh, Robert Eston. Shit, there's a ton of people in this film. Um, David Duchovny. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to go down some more. And a bunch of other people are like, oh, hey. Oh, Ricky Lake's in this too? She's probably just ah. in it for like a second. But I love Ricky Lake. Uh, but yeah, I saw this. When this come out? 88. I want to say we went and seen something at the drive-in, and this was the second movie playing with it. That was probably the only reason right. that, I, that I had seen it. But I, I, yeah, I don't really remember much of this film. But um, got all kinds of good people in it. So if you guys have seen it, uh, definitely check it out. Or if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, number four, Working Girl. All right, on to number three. This is my wife's like favorite romantic comedy. It. It is what it is. I mean, I do I own it? No. I think I have the Blu-ray. Or not the Blu-ray, the DVD somewhere. I think well, it's hers. Uh, she it was one of the only VHSs she owned when I met her. And this is Say Anything. Oh, yeah. A noble underachiever. A big class. And, <laughs> a noble <laughs> underachiever and a beautiful valedictorian fall in love the summer before she goes off to college. Uh, all I remember was Lily Taylor was in it and her boyfriend Joe was an asshole. I remember that. Um, uh, Pamela Adlin, she was in it. I love her. Um, directed by Cameron Crowe. Other than that, dude, I do not remember this movie. Other than it was the one when he was standing the there the, holding, the, holding the radio. Yeah. Playing Your Eyes, the Peter Gabriel song, but Fun fact, I think it's true. I Don't quote me on it. I think it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. 
that he was blasting out of the radio, but then they changed it to that. So uh, let me look at trivia and see what they say. Um, John Cusack's oh, that's kickboxing uh, during the okay during the iconic scene of Lloyd holding the boombox. No, let me take that back. Red Hot Chili Peppers song was playing during one of the scenes in the movie. All right, that's probably why I remember that. Anyway, during the iconic scene of Lloyd holding the boombox over his head, the actual song being played during the film was report was reportedly turned the other way by Fishbone. Um, uh, in your eyes was added in post production. That's the Peter Gabriel one. All right, Fishbone. Fishbone, awesome band. If you guys never seen them or, or listened to them, turn the other way. Hmm. I don't really remember how that song went, but yeah, I remember it wasn't uh, the song when he was standing there holding the radio. That wasn't uh, the song we heard uh, in this, but I think the last time I saw this when Renee and I watched it, because she was saying it was her favorite, one of her favorite, her favorite movie. So I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It was in those days, but all right, I'll, I'll watch whatever you want me to watch. But now, nah, I'm good. Um, all right. <laughs> Um, number two, I don't think I've seen this one either. Uh, when Harry met Sally. Oh, have you seen it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, been a while, but yeah, uh, goes back. (laughs) Yeah. 1989 stars, uh, Rob Reiner directed, uh, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, uh, the late and great Kay Fisher, uh, Bruno Kirby and a bunch of other people. Um, I just know the iconic scene when she's sitting there uh, pretending to have organ orgasm at, at the the uh, thing they're in a diner. Uh, Harry and Sally have known each other, uh, uh, known each other for years, and are very good friends. But they fear sex would ruin their friendship. All right, everyone. That's about as much as I know about the film. Um, because I didn't see it, so. Uh, I don't know why I didn't see this. I just probably didn't care for yeah for who I was mean, in it. That's <laughs> fine. It is what it is to me. I mean, yeah. alrighty. This one I have not seen either, and I didn't know it was a romantic comedy. But this is ro- or uh, broadcast news. Yeah. Have you seen this? I actually have too, uh, but it's been uh, it's been a while, that's for sure. So uh, couldn't really uh, tell you much about it. <laughs> uh, take two rival television reporters, one handsome, one talented, both male. Add one producer, female. Uh, mix well and watch the sparks fly. Okay, uh, <laughs> doesn't give me anything about it, but. Uh, Directed by James L. Brooks. Um, this stars William Hurt, Albert Brooks, Holly Hunter, Academy Award Holly Hunter, uh, Robert Proxy, uh, Louis Chili, I think it's her name, Joan Cusack, uh, Jack Nicholson, Peter Hacks, and a bunch of other people. Yeah, I never seen this movie, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't even know it was a romantic comedy, but. Um, streaming on HBO Max. All right, I guess I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, and see what it is. Uh, what was this? This one and Mystic Pizza are the ones I need to watch. Yeah, better better write those down, or I'm gonna forget. 
because uh, I kind of do want to see uh, Mystic Pizza, not for Julia Roberts. Um, <laughs> Podcast news. Uh, HBO. What was the other one? Um, Pluto or something. Or? Pluto. Uh, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pluto TV. All right. Okay. All right. I'll write those down. Uh, check those out. All right. Let me run down the list again from uh, number 14. Um, I was kind of shocked on some of these, but all right. Number 14, Valley Girl, definitely wouldn't be my 14th spot. Splash is number 13. Romance in the Stone is number 12. Uh, 16 Candles is number 11. Something Wild, number 10. Uh, Dirty Dancing is number 9. The Princess Bride is 8. Coming to America is 7. Big is 6. Mystic Pizza, 5. Uh, Working Girl, four. Uh, Say Anything, number three. Number two is When Harry Met Sally. And number one, Broadcast News. Hmm. All right. That was um, uh, SlashFilm.com's uh, The 14 Greatest 80s Romantic Comedies Ranked. I, yeah. don't, I wouldn't go as far as calling them the the greatest um, uh, one coming to America and Princess two, Bride. I say three, four, five of these. What I would say are are, are great. Um, I don't know about some of these. Um, there's just some I just never seen, <laughs> or and there's some that I've seen that I don't remember at all. But yep. All right, everyone. That is going to be it. Uh, this episode. If there's a list of something you want us to run down, definitely uh, shoot us our way, and, yeah. uh, and we'll uh, we'll run down it. But again, um, with these lists, I don't we we don't read them when we're we when we first find out what's on these lists is when we're reading them here live on the show. So, but all right, everyone, I know there was more lists that I seen that I I guess I should just bookmark before I forget them. But all right, everyone, that's gonna be it. I gotta one hour to get this house in order and dinner ready so i'll did talk to you the did you see the fat not yet uh, eric and i are gonna watch it later tonight so but. okay all right everyone um yeah i gotta get out of here get busy yep, so yep. until next time please be safe out there and party on yep thanks everyone for listening till next time have fun be safe and we'll see you next time you society <laughs>